Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe in Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network, Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. You know what it is. This is the show where we believe in the Detroit Lions, and by the end of this episode, so will you. We're coming off Thanksgiving. I got the one and only Benny Blades here. Before we get into it, Benny, how you doing this week? Filled, 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 still with turkey and seafood. (laughs) Uh, uh it, unbelievable i ate way too much as well so so benny i mean we're coming off the holiday we we, we got to do a thanksgiving review so i mean i i know we got to get our sponsor in here off the top but i mean let's just ask a couple quick questions about this thanksgiving review i know i know lions want to know so uh you know you know benny how was the food menu how, how was the mrs blades cooking i mean I'm, I'm probably gonna ask you about anything so we don't have to talk about this football game right off the top well first of all i'm, I'm gonna tell you about the menu and i'm gonna tell you how stuffed i got <laughs> but then we're still gonna have to talk about that that slacking but first of all <laughs> I, I told Derek listen I woke up in the morning and I <laughs> I think I did it backwards this year I got me a slice of apple pie at 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> How, how'd you get away with that did you sneak it or did she allow that <laughs> She allowed the dessert first? Come on now. No, it, it was so crazy because my kids were still in the bed. My, my grandkids were up there. They bothered me. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let me just go and calm my mind. And so I went and got me a piece of apple pie. And I came back, and I was eating it. And I said, oh, man, I got to put on the turkey now. So <laughs> I started cooking my turkey. Deep fried the turkey. I mean, it was wonderful. Then, of course, the missus. She just had to outdo me. The yams, the greens. Oh, like I say, you know what? I was proud of myself. But then when she just made me look bad, you know what I did? I went over to the dessert table and I got what? A piece of sweet potato pie. So, 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 Benny, we're establishing right off the top that that the wife, she was the Houston Texans, you were the Detroit Lions in this cook-off, and uh, and instead you decided just to spoil yourself with with pie all day uh, after after you got beat down by the wife and some and a cook some cooking skills. Is that what we're saying right off top here? Oh no, that's that's what we're saying, and it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be pretty much the same thing throughout this uh, radio broadcast <laughs> because, whew, man. I bet you they wish they would. They would have ate a piece of that good, 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 good humble pie. <laughs> no, no, no doubt about it. I mean, just like you lost the cook-off is not surprising. Just like this football game was not surprising. But we got some surprising, somewhat surprising things to talk about because there was there was some pink slips handed out. I want to do some ass bennies, get your opinion on things. We got to talk about the Lions' future, and we got to talk about heading in the Chicago Bears with a new head coach. But before we do all that. 
Benny, we got to talk about betonline.ag, our wonderful sponsor. So, like I said, I don't know what people have been out there. We got we got NBA getting ready to kick off. We've got I I just heard hockey is starting at the at the beginning of January. We still got NFL football, college football, hoops, college hoops is going. I mean, there's a lot going on with betonline.ag right now. But I guarantee you, here's the funny thing, Derek. If people would have bet that Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson would have ended in a tie, they would have been filthy rich right about it. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. What an, what an embarrassment. I, I heard it was entertaining, but, like, when I heard there was no – you weren't allowed to knock the guy down. You weren't allowed to hit, you know, above the chest. You weren't allowed to do this. It was two-minute round, whatever. It just became such a joke. I can't believe people oh, paid 50 man. bucks for that. But uh, – yeah. You know, but, it, but each one of them got paid, so if they would have bet online, you know what I mean, <laughs> and bet that it would have came out of draw. But then again, you could have bet that what is it, uh, little Nate would have got knocked the freak out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he's become the uh, talk of the town, the memes are all everywhere. I, I just want to know what, what what might it take to get Benny Blades in the ring? Because I think you could do some damage. I mean, we'll put you against somebody, get you on betonline.ag. I think Benny Blades could still do some work. No, I, I, my upbringing was a boxer because <laughs> yeah. my dad was a professional boxer. That was my upbringing. But if you're going to hit me too much with those gloves on, I need to take the gloves off and kick your ass. Okay. <laughs> Cause you ain't gonna hit me too much with them gloves on. Let's just fight for real. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I don't know if Benny Blades will get in the ring, but I know one thing. Everybody that's out there listening needs to go to betonline.ag. We got a quick ad that will tell you all about it. I mean, Benny's he's he's won some money. He's lost some money. He 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 loves betonline.ag. So go check it out, everybody. Take a quick listen. We'll be right back talking all things Lions. Um, lots to talk about this week. Everybody, we'll be right back. The wait is finally over. Football is back. I mean, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Now, if you want to go big this year, put your money on the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you heard it here first, right on Believe in Lions. That's the way to go in 2020. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. What's going on, everybody? We are back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors, betonline.ag. We definitely encourage you guys to go check them out. And, uh, yeah, we are, gosh, we're probably three-quarters away through our first season with myself and Benny doing the show on Believe, B-L-E-A-V, in Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network. Uh, been really fun. Uh, it's been a tough season. I, I did not expect this season to go the way it went. But, uh, Benny, like I said, I got a lot of Thanksgiving review questions for you. So let's get down to the hard-hitting ones. I mean, you said he had two pieces of pie. 
I mean, did you go for a third piece? Did, did we actually get to some turkey and stuffing? Like, let's dive into that because I know the people want to hear us talk about Lions, but we're trying to avoid it as long as we can because that was an ugly football game we had on Thursday at 1230. Here's what happens. Finally, after the second piece of pie, and uh, I've, I've gotten my butt kicked in the kitchen, you know, <laughs> I can cook turkey and all the ham and all that stuff. I can do that real well. But when you're getting your butt kicked in the kitchen, now the lion game starts to play. Okay. Me and the kids, they're finally up now because they didn't do anything all, all day long. They didn't cook anything, <laughs> but they're up ready to eat. And so I fixed my grandkids' plate, fixed me a nice portion, you know, a nice heaping pile of rice and put the gravy and the turkey over it, sliced the ham, put it next to it all nice and pretty. The, uh, um, the yams, the collards, the uh, mac and cheese, side of uh, potato salad. You're making me I'm hungry, Benny. Look, Derek, I'm ready to sit down and watch my Lions annihilate the Texans. <laughs> yep. Uh-oh. Not going to lie to anybody. By the third quarter, I'm laying back. I just told my grandson, can you get Papa a, 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 one of those blue and white sodas out of the refrigerator? <laughs> and he just looked at me, Derek. He said, what? <laughs> I just pointed to the can that said Michelob Ultra. I said, bring me one of those because it is going to be a long, long day. Oh, it, it was. I mean, I mean, let, let's, let's give the people a quick summary. Everybody saw it. Like, right off the get-go, again, the Lions get rolling. Adrian Peterson. There, I had to do one more at least this year. It might be the last one we get. <laughs> he, he, he gets in the end zone early. Team's rolling. We're thinking, here we go. Matt Stafford, the $30 million 12-year quarterback, decides to just basically throw it right to J.J. Watt. And all I had to hear about was what a great play it was by J.J. Watt and how, how it's just one of those moments. Like, and it looked like he pretty much threw it right to him. Like, he could have done anything else on the play, but he just threw it, touchdown. You know, th then the Lions decide to put the ball on the carpet, what, three times in a row? I mean, just absolutely looks like their hands was dipped in the same gravy that you were eating out of at your house. I, I don't know what they were doing then uh th then the texans just started pouring it on in the second half i mean we're talking about touchdowns to duke wow. johnson up over the top over jamie collins we're talking about Under you that's the, that's the only <laughs> thing i can say all day long dear <laughs> oh. oh i'm glad you snuck that in because i wasn't even thinking about it but yep duke johnson is definitely from that you he's all about that you I mean, he makes it look easy. Then Will Fuller scoring 40-yard touchdowns on trick plays, getting 34-yard, you know, bombs up over the top. Nobody even in the screen for the Lions. Benny, 41-25 Texans. Deshaun Watson had 318 and four touchdowns. I mean, just sleptwalk through this game. I, I can't believe what the end score was. It was just embarrassing like we're in it for the first few minutes and then we just fall apart we can't guard anybody get embarrassed on national tv just 
looks like the Texans are just going through the motions and they're still putting it to us. Like, what, what was this? Just a horrible performance again. I, I, I just really don't want to lie to my fans. But maybe probably with three minutes left in the third quarter, I was done. I said, I'm going to play with my grandkids. I'm nice and full. So let me go out by the pool. It's not Detroit. There's no snow. Let me go out there and have fun with my grandkids because I just, Derek, I'm not, I couldn't, I couldn't watch anymore. I just could not. It wasn't my house. <sighs> I was in Orlando and I could not tear those people's TV up. So it's best for me just go and have a good time with the grandkids. Like you mm, say, I, I mean, I think you made a good decision. I mean, this one wasn't worth watching. I was eating. I was with, uh, you know, some very close family as well. And I just kind of like, I, I knew going in this ball game, I was like, yeah, it's going to be on, but I wasn't as hype as I normally am. I had the, I had the throwback, you know, Lions jersey on, which I'm glad they wore the throwbacks. But it, like I said, it's, it's the new wimpy looking throwbacks, the light blue, the light gray, <laughs> you know, not that old school Benny Blades, dark, Royal blue. I mean, and, and they played like it, you know, they came out that, wow, they got a couple touchdowns early and then just fell apart. You know, Matt Patricia, the same dumb look on his face, no adjustments, no aggressiveness. Hey, they ran a couple trick plays about way too late and they got ran off the field. So like I was watching it, but I was eating and I was enjoying other things as well. Let's just turn the page on this game, Benny. You know why? Because they gone. <laughs> Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn got a little pink slip there on Saturday afternoon and had had their their you know whatever was in their office, which was probably like a, a, a three by five card and a a game of tiddlywinks and whatever else they actually did in their office time was in a, a a box with their first name on it outside of Allen Park headquarters. I mean, these guys are gone. Everybody in Detroit wanted it to happen. Everybody knew it was going to happen based on the eye test. What we were seeing, me and you, try to talk ourselves in the whole off season, and week by week we kept seeing the same thing. You know, every once in a while, they'd find a way to get a W, but it, it was time. These guys had to go. They did go. And, and now what? Now where are we at? What do you think? What did you think when you heard that? <laughs> I'm not going to say I was elated. But, you know, it, it, it was that time. It was that time because we just could not – as Lions faithful keep going down the same rabbit hole. I mean, that's the rabbit hole I got drafted into, and I'm just hoping, Mr. Cool, if you're listening, because I have to talk to this young man weekly on the show because he's gotten into the same situation that Benny Blaze got into his rookie season. You know, the team just wasn't very good. And we made a coaching change. And I'm hoping the rest of his career for him and guys like myself who are diehard Lion fans, they, they'll, they'll go upward from there. Because Wayne Fonts took us upward. I mean, I know every year they say, oh, fire him. But I tell people <laughs> Wayne is still 
the winless coach <laughs> in the Lions history. All right. Still is. Was, is, probably will be for a bit. Um so so hey, had you reached the point that you were you were done as well? You had seen what you needed to see, you weren't seeing enough improvements, or were you um still holding out hope or thought maybe just give it a little bit more? Were you at that point? No, I, I was at that point. We 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 we, we when we talked yeah. about after the Panthers game. Yep. When they scored no points. And I knew in my heart of hearts, and I just why I, I I kept saying to myself, Mrs. Ford Hemp has had enough. If they go out on Thanksgiving Day and lay an egg, and this was a it wasn't just a regular egg. This was a 41 to 25 schlacking on national television. Yep. I mean, there was enough blame to go around. I mean, I know you can't get rid of a whole coaching staff because there, there will be nobody there to coach the rest of the season. But I'm sure now because she set a tone for the rest of that coaching staff. And like she said in a press conference, she needs to see improvement. And that's what and that's what you need. Now, I don't know much about Mr. Bevel, besides the fact that he gave away to his girls that the two guys proposed to. <laughs> uh, quite quite the know? opening Zoom call for him. You know? And so I mean, it's one of those situations. He's now is sitting in the catbird seat, just like Wayne Fonts was. When you become an interim head coach, it can either go upward for you. You don't want it to be a plateau, up and down, up and down. You want to, He wants to finish out the season real strong, sure that either he can take the helm and move the team forward, or he'll be somewhere else next year himself. I mean, like I said, I don't know much about Mr. Belmo, so I'm not going to talk bad about him. Yeah, I, I I think where I was at is just I, I give Sheila, you know, Ford Hamp a little bit of credit that she didn't uh, overly wait. You know, we've seen it where people stay, you know, way too long. A lot of people in Michigan, Detroit here thought it was too way too long. I thought it was it was kind of right about that time. Like you heard me coming in this season with a lot of optimism, thinking it might all come together. I think when she spoke, she kind of said, you know, we really thought it would all come together and, and his coaching and, and the way they've been building the team would kind of show itself here in year three. They gave it, you know, half, you know, almost three quarters of a season. It not only wasn't coming together, it was going the other way. Um, he didn't seem to have what it took to get it back on track. There wasn't any fire. There wasn't, you weren't watching every Sunday going, man, this team is out there just going for it. They just fallen a little bit short. You know, they were, they were getting beat off the field, like you said. And uh, I'm just glad she sort of pulled the trigger when she did um, move forward, stand behind her word. Like you said, they weren't going to be in meaningful games. They weren't going to show improvement. So time, time to move on. Um, I, I want to do a couple ask Benny's to see your thoughts on some things. So, you mentioned the Wayne Fonts. Did you ever have any other big shakeups during the middle of a year? And and what do you think about that in general when they switch 
And it, can it be an igniter for a team? Is it just kind of like, all right, let's just get through these next five, not get injured and, and see what happens. Like where were you at either in your career? Or what's your take on where the team is at right now with this kind of mid season switch? Well, for me personally, that was the biggest shakeup that I had as far as a coaching change goes. I mean, Daryl Rogers was a horrible, horrible NFL coach. I know people talk about his college record, but he was a horrible NFL coach. You know, I tell people all the time, I think if Daryl Rogers would have stayed in the National Football League with the Lions, I would have been the first one to say, you know, I don't even want to play professional football. Let me mm. go back to college and let me just find something else to do because he was, I mean, he was bad. Let so, me follow up real quick. What what made him so bad or what makes a coach really bad or that you don't even want to play for him? What what, what are some examples? Well, a, a head coach is supposed to be what? A motivator. A guy yeah. who uplifts a, a young man or a professional when he's down, when he's not playing good. You give him tips on what he can do to make his game go to another level. He had none of that. He would come out. He was more concerned about the pigeons that landed on Pontiac Silverdome. He was more concerned about, you know, are we going to wear white socks? Dude, <laughs> I can care less about any of this. Tell me about the Green Bay Packers and what are they going to do and how can Benny Blades be a better football player? <laughs> to me, that's what a head coach is supposed to do. Now, you're only as good as the head. That's in anything in life because everything else trickles downhill. And when you get a bad, bad head coach, people know he's a bad head coach because we've said it all year long, Derek, on this show. There was no aggressiveness. There was no, you know, get after it. Let's play light out football. There was no passion in the game. And you take a lot of that from the head. Now, let's fast forward to after we got rid of Dale Rogers. Everybody in the city of uh, <laughs> Detroit knew that Wayne Fonts, he lived life off the field as he did on the field. He was a go-getter. That was just Wayne, you know? Wayne would motivate you. Like I, I told you a few times on the show already. Wayne was saying, I tell you what, before they get rid of me, they're going to get rid of you. <laughs> so if, that, if that's not motivation enough, <laughs> he wanted you to go out and do your job. You're getting paid handsomely to go out and do a job. Not very many coaches. And, it's, it's like the one coach I, I admire, you know, I probably to the, to the day I, I, I stopped mentoring kids is Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy, in my opinion, is probably as close to perfection as a head coach. I think that I, I, I can see because he's a motivator on so many different levels and everybody that I know that I've talked to, who've played for him, just loved his personality. He treated you like a man. He treated you like a son. 
And sometimes when your son is screwing up, what you have to do, you have to chastise your son. You don't have to do it with a whole bunch of, you know, vulgar words. You don't have to do it with a lot of ranting and raving. Because I know my dad used to tell us in no uncertain terms, if you're going to do it, if you ain't going to do it 100%, get your butt off the field. And that's why me and my brother, brothers, we just live life that way. If you're going to do it, let's just do it 100%. Right. So, you know, go ahead, Derek, because, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, just, it's just bad how some of these coaches are. Yeah. I guess, I guess, you know, what I'm trying to get my head around is like, I, I'm, I'm glad, but I'm not because I, you know, we started this show. You said, I'm a Matt Patricia guy. You had a, f- a funny quote about him and we're fired up. I've tried to hang in there with the whole, you know, building the team, you know, creating this, this type of culture. And, and I feel like it's all down the tubes now because you can't really use this team, you know, all the things they did behind the scenes of creating like this new environment, you know, for the lions where I used to call like the, you know, after you played, I thought it was the Lions Country Club where you just came in there, collected your check on at the pay window, and then got out of there, but you never got pushed. So I feel like they changed some of that, but I don't know that that's going to carry over. I know that a lot of these players got to go, and uh, and like I said, it just never came to fruition for Matt Patricia. I don't know why, because I feel like he cares about the game. I feel like he is smart enough. I feel like he was out there on the field showing more passion and stuff on the practice field than I had ever seen, but none of it translated to Sundays. And this guy just, you know, everybody's just chalking him up as this, the worst coach, a horrible coach. And I can't figure out why he couldn't get more out of this team. These players, he he basically got everybody he wanted to get as far as we know, you know, um, in regards to free agents, draft, whatever it may be. So I don't know why it didn't work, but like I said, that's what makes me upset. But the thing that I'm glad about is that I feel like this change might spark the team this year because I'm tired of watching terrible football. We might actually get some exciting, different-looking football the next few weeks. And then I'm really excited about the future because a new GM, a new head coach, possibly a new quarterback, um, high picks in the draft, that stuff's always exciting to me. So there is some things for Lions fans to get fired up about. But right now I'm caught in between being sad and frustrated and being real happy because I was tired of watching it. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Okay, but wait, wait. Did I just hear the GM of the show say a new quarterback? Oh, yeah. You 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 heard it here. You I've, been, I've been talking about it on my other shows that – like I already got the plan in place. If I'm if I'm GM, I already know what I'm doing. I'm taking a quarterback in the first two rounds of this upcoming draft. I'm letting him sit there. I'm letting Matt Stafford come back and play. Um, I'm hoping that he plays good football and and does what he you know says all the right things again. And then I'm hoping to trade him for some assets. And then away we go with this young kid. So that's kind of my best case scenario. Um, I feel like I know what I got in Matt Stafford. I feel like it's never going to be much better than the highest highs. And it's it's getting to the lower lows the last few years. So, yeah, that's my that's my move forward plan right there. And I, I'm putting it into place. I'm not I'm not on the train of a hey, four more years of Matt Stafford at this point. Well, it, it, here's enough. the thing why I, I feel bad for Matt Patricia. But then again, I don't. Because 
Matt's going to land on his feet somewhere in the National Football League. Okay? We always we always <laughs> knew as former players, if you look around the league, those guys are just it's, – it's a good old boys network. He'll – you know, one of his buddies will give him a job, whether it be an offensive line job, a defensive line job, defensive court – He'll land somewhere, okay? The reason I don't feel bad for him is because when you love something and it's your dream job, you don't allow anyone to undermine your dream job. And that's for that reason is why I cannot feel sorry for him. I mean, you've been working your whole life to become a head coach in the National Football League. I tell people all the time, when I retire from football and I work my butt off to become a dean of a school, I've worked my butt off to become a manager there's no way I'll cut your whole leg off <laughs> if I got to give you my job. That's that's not that's not what it is because I've worked my butt off for years. He worked his butt off for years, and to not do what he said, like at the beginning of the year, I told you I was a Matt Patricia guy because I've seen his body of work over the last ten years when he was in New England, and to come. And not put that into play. That's what bothers me. Here's so, the thing, though, Benny. I think that he thinks he went out on his sword. He went out being consistent. Yeah. He went out being, you know, that that coach that never is going to put somebody, you know, out in the media or never going to show that emotion. He probably thinks that was the right thing to do. And really, that's one of the main things that cost him, I think, because, like you said, he didn't on the surface show the fight that he was just doing everything he could. You didn't see things on Sunday where it was like, man, they're not winning, but Matt Patricia's trying all types of things to get this right and changed he was just showing up and rolling out the same horrible you know zone defenses and no pressure on the quarterback and standing there with his mask on with his little uh you know two by five card and a pencil i mean that's all he did there was never any change he didn't fight for anything on the surface now maybe behind the scenes he did maybe he was all emotional and all like uh you know doing all he could staying up till four in the morning sleeping at the office but nobody saw that so i i think you're right that you i mean you you don't think he fought for it but i think he'd tell you hey i did what i thought was right with good coach just stays consistent says the same things he just needed more results but what he was doing wasn't getting results so he needed to change he didn't do it so that's why he had to go right you know i mean it it, 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 it just happened to come out the right time, um, but Benny, let us. I'm not, not going to beat the guy up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about Daryl Bevel. Okay, that's his I, name, I, right? Yep, Daryl Bevel. Let me say one other thing because you brought up the Stafford comment. You kind of put me on on point for that. So you want to know again why I'm the GM of the show? You want me to tell you why that's a good plan, tell me why. Benny? Tell me why. It's all about those dollars and cents, Benny. Because if you move on from Matt Stafford after this season. You're looking at 25 some million dollars in dead cap 
you know, he, he said one thing in the media recently, just this last couple days, where he said, we'll talk about it after the season. Every other time, Matt Stafford has said, I want to be in Detroit. I want to be here until they tell me I can't. As the first time I heard him say, we'll talk about it after the season. So he may want to go, but if I'm the Lions, I tell him, hey, you know, we, we got to be smart about this. We got to put a plan in place. We got to get your replacement first, and we'll try to send you somewhere at the trade deadline in 2021 that you can win, but we can't do it now based on the cap hit, and we need to get a young cat that we believe in and get him seasoned. So it would just be a perfect transition if they could get that young guy, get him seasoned, and not have that dead money of him not to play. But if they really want to get aggressive and, and get a new GM who just uh, wants to move forward now, you can do it. It's just going to make it a little bit harder. So that'll be a big decision. We'll have to keep our eye on and see what they do, see how Matt Stafford handles all this. Because, again, he's went through all these changes. He probably does want a little see what another organization is like. I can't, can't imagine he doesn't isn't curious about that. But, yeah, I think a lot of people here, a lot of my friends, the people I've talked to, they've all pretty much turned the page and said, you know, we've seen enough. You know, we need a new quarterback, a new leader, a new winner, a new person that can um, energize this team. And uh, and and I I think they'll get it in the next couple seasons here. So that's well, just what I wanted to say about the dollars part. That makes sense rather than people just, oh, get rid of them. Oh, just, uh, you know, go draft a kid. Like, you got to have a little bit better plan than that. Okay, well, can I can I just just on this quarterback thing you're yep. talking about? Yeah. Great plan, but you can always go in that draft this year. Just like you said, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that. That kid that plays with that shiny silver helmet <laughs> just across in the state of Ohio, that Fields kid. Yeah. You know. He might be a viable option for my beloved Lions, you know, so. I think, yeah. I think you know, you're going to be a little bit to handicap, Benny, if you want to start going draft talk with me, because I, I mean, I'm, I'm about 10 <laughs> steps ahead of you there, but I don't think we're going to have. I know, because you, a... you look at, you study this stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm like, just. I think the Lions aren't going to be high enough to get fields, but I do think they got to be smart. And if, if they're picking in the top 10 and one of these guys are there that they like, they got to consider it. Or if you want to play the waiting game, you can probably wait till the upper second round and still get a good thrower, but you don't want to play too much, you know, play around too much. That's what they've done in the last few years is they never get anybody of quality in there. If you want a quality guy, you got to take him basically as high as you can. So even if Fields isn't there, if the next guy, you know, whether it be Trey Lance, whether it be the kid out of BYU or, uh, you know, some of these guys that will be up top and that are exciting, you might just need to pull that trigger at number seven, eight, whatever it's going to be for the Lions. They're probably going to be in that range. But uh, where are you at real quick before we talk about Daryl Bevel? Are you moving forward or, or you just think, hey, if we get everything else perfect, we can still just have number nine back there for another three seasons and do okay? No, I, I don't I don't think three seasons. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> – wait with the guy for three more seasons. I mean, I, I just think as a player's perspective, we owe him, you know, let him go out on his shield, find his replacement, and let him just go and see what else is out there. He's, yeah. he's, he's given the Lions some great years. And so if he feels as though he can find success somewhere else, I, I think we let him go and just 
Here's no, the thing, though, Ben. Not, not, to, not to get in a big fight with you, but again, I'm the GM of the show. I mean, this isn't a charity a charity auction. I mean, I, if I can get you somewhere, Matt Stafford, that makes you happy, makes your wife happy, and that you could maybe win, I, I will try to do so. But only if I'm getting good compensation back. I'm not just letting you go free and costing myself $25 million in dead cap when I already got you signed and I can make you play quarterback for $30 million. I mean, I'm not going to pay 25 for you to go somewhere else if I if I don't have a better option. So, like, it all sounds well what you're saying, but there's that business side where it's like, hold up now. I'm going to try to do right by you, but when at the end of the day, business is business. I got to try to maximize this asset or I got to try to minimize my, you know, losses that I'm going to take. And I think that's the game the Lions will be playing is can they, can they move them and maximize it or are they just going to pay for nothing? Yeah, but still, here's here's my take on on all of that because when you talk about life after the game, I don't want another bad situation oh, that on. we had with the Barry Sanders that we've had with the <laughs> Calvin Johnsons. You know what I mean? You still want those guys to be a part of your organization when the game is over with. You leave on bad terms. <laughs> They just, I don't, I don't want to come around. I don't care what you're talking about. I'm not coming around, you know? Oh, and see, I, I'm like not going to get in know, a big thing because. For I me, mean, for me, it's my heart that's in it. <laughs> you're the GM of the show and I understand the dollars and the cents. Right. I understand all of that. But if you, if you get traded, you get traded. Like you gave us what 12 right. decent years. Like this isn't some pity party or, Oh, now, now no, Matt no, no. Stafford's going to be this, mad this. at us. Who cares? Like this isn't, we're not trying to make friends. What's he going to come around for a couple charity auctions every year? No, like uh, no, show no, up at the golf outing. Here, I don't care. No, here's what happens. Even if he plays next year, yeah. let's say hypothetically, and he has a bum year and we, we get the quarterback we want. That's going right. to sit beside him. Now, they're not going to bring him back those last two years. Yeah, but the, the only the only counterpoint that's holding me back totally is he's 32 turning 33. Like, at, now at quarterback, if he loves the game as much as he says, he could play for five, six more seasons and, and still be okay. I just feel like those five or six seasons are going to look like the last 12 seasons, and it hasn't been good enough. It hasn't won us anything, so... That, that's why I, I feel like the age is the issue, but I just don't see him getting a ton better, so it's better to sort of make that plan now and move it forward and try to get something. Let's say next next trade deadline you get like a second rounder for him. That'd be so much gold rather than just getting rid of him or just being like, hey, let's just oh, yeah. ride it out and see what happens. Like That would be a great asset to get for the guy. Hey, you no, can go definitely. win in some other you city. I don't care. You know, if if you can get a second round for him, <laughs> you know, it was a quarterback. I mean, any other player, I wouldn't say it, but a quarterback with a with the arm talent and with still being under thirty three years of age, basically, like that. That's probably the lowest I'd take for him, to be honest. Uh, maybe a third, because anything lower than that, then you're really just giving him away for nothing. And like I say, he can still play for you. So anyway, I think we're getting like it's good talk. I mean, we were going to talk more about him, I'm sure, but. 
I, I got us started on that tangent by just wanting to give you kind of my plan and also talk about the money issue because it's not just a cut and, and move forward and uh, with no repercussions. You know, the next year after that, there's really no repercussions. You could keep him for 2021 and let him walk off into the sunset the next year and it doesn't cost you barely anything. You know, it's a drop in the bucket. So, you know, the, that's how I think it's going to go down for the Lions. But did, did you want to hear about Daryl Bevel, Benny? Or we can talk about more Stafford. What do you want to do? I want, I want to know more about this Daryl Bevel. Okay. He, you want to hear my quick take on Bevel, and then I'll s- yes. see what you think about it. So Daryl Bevel, he stepped up to the podium uh, Monday, basically the first time he met with the media. And, and Benny, I mean, I know you don't get in the weeds like I do, listening to what all these guys say and following all the ins and outs of the team. But this guy stepped up, and he said everything you should say. He was cool, calm, and collected. He talked about, you know, wanting the guys to have fun and their hair on fire. And, oh, man, like, I'm going to give them a different perspective. And they're excited and blah, you know, all this stuff that just you listen to it. You're like, that sound, yeah, I want to see that. I want excitement, too. I want this. I want that. To me, it's not going to matter one bit unless he shows me something on Sunday afternoon where all of a sudden I'm watching the game. I'm like, that offense looks way different. That defense is dialing up some great blitzes and and stopping people. If that doesn't happen, this is just a bunch of talk from this guy. But Daryl Bevel is a pretty good overall coach. He's never been a head coach. He's always been a a play caller, offensive guy. So now that he's the head guy, I mean, you don't know what to expect. But I guess the players seem to enjoy him. I mean, the players, you know, even though they won't come out and say it, they're pretty much happy that – Patricia isn't gone because the word around here is that it just was no fun playing for this guy. You know, it was all work, no fun. He didn't do anything new and exciting. He didn't have that, you know, juice or that personal side of him that we kind of see glimpses of at times. It was basically just come to work, bust your tail, go home. And I'm all about the hard work. I feel like there hasn't been enough hard work for the Lions. But I feel like Daryl Bevel is going to maybe put the ping pong tables back in the locker room and let the guys play the music and jump around and go crazy. And will that, will that, help on the football field I don't know I don't think Daryl Bevel will be the worst um interim coach but I can't see anything he does to to get this job full-time or to really you know turn anything big around but I'm excited to see on Sunday that maybe it'll be and feel and look a little different I mean that's where I'm at with him yeah I mean you just took the words right out of my mouth because I'm I'm waiting to see (laughs) on Sunday are we going to look like the old Lions from the Texans and the Panthers or the next five games? Of the next five games, we got three in the division, the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings. We got three division games. I'm waiting to see. Yeah, I, I understand the Titans and the Buccaneers. I'm not worried about those guys. <laughs> Chalking if those up go, as losses listen, already. I mean, listen, Derek, if we go three and two okay, yep. up on the bevel in our division, at least it shows me that we have talent enough to first compete yep. in our division. Yep. Well, Let I think the it guys comes. Go out and just play. 
I think it comes down to like, you might get Swift back this week. You might get Kenny back maybe the following week. I don't know where Trey flowers is at. Let's say he's back in two weeks. So you get those three players back. You should be better, but you look around the rest of the roster, it's the same football players. So I, I don't see them being able to flip a switch and all of a sudden being able to cover running backs and, and crossing routes and, and get after the quarterback, you know, do all the things they haven't been able to do. But getting some of those impact guys back would help them. And, you know, sometimes, Benny, when a coach or even a guy at work, they come in and they're replacing somebody and they basically just – say or, or want to do all the opposite things of the guy that now is gone, you know, up is down, left is right. You know, this, that's what it feels like to me is just kind of like, Hey, what w- he took a little scratch pad out and he put on the left, what Matt Patricia did and tried to figure out the opposite, you know, on the right. So it would sound good. And so the media would like him, you know, I don't know that's going to create good football or wins, but I feel like that's kind of sort of what's happening right now. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Well, here's what I'm interested in. Because the next GM is going to be more important than the next head coach, in my opinion. Because why? The GM and the head coach have to work hand in hand. But that GM is the one besides the coach. And another important ingredient I forgot is that scouting department. Because there's a lot of guys you can fulfill this roster in, in that fourth, fifth, sixth round that I don't think over the last 10 years we've we've gotten value. I mean, we need guys to fulfill a roster. I and mean, people always talk about the first three rounds, first three. Look, there, there, there's guys that have had made more of an impact on rosters in that fourth, fifth, sixth round than a lot of first, second rounders. And I, I just think you know, we as a organization, the GM and that scouting department has to be digging into guys that really, really, really want to play this game and want to play this game at the highest level. And that's yeah, where they, I'm at with that. They definitely got to get that right, no doubt about it. You know where they maybe should look in the draft, Benny? You know where they maybe should look? Where? They might want to dip into that South Florida pool and find some boys from that team. Cause like say you got some ball players, but Ben, let me ask you this. This is another ask Benny. This is something I'm curious about. Um, we've got a few more questions here and then I want to um, do a little bears preview and then we'll, we'll get up out of here for this week. But here's an ask Benny, like team identity, you know, I'm sure back when you played, you had a, a team identity. You had something that you guys rallied around week after week, year after year. This is what we are as a team here for the Detroit Lions. Like, what could that be now and in the future for this current team? And then also, is there is there a team that you'd like them to some be like? You know, would it be the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Seattle Seahawks? You know, those are a lot of the names you hear around here, teams that people like. Uh, you know, what do you think an identity could be, and what's a team that you'd love to see the Lions kind of become a mirror of? I tell you what, people... <laughs> probably a second guess me <clears throat> but I love the way okay <laughs> he's a former safety I just love the way he's put together the San Francisco 49ers yep. I mean those guys have that identity to win at all costs I mean even when the stars was going out the star players were going out 
those second and third tier guys were playing like first tier guys. Yeah. I mean, John Lynch really had studied players because once you played the game, you know who, ha who has the heart to want to compete. I just think a lot, a lot of times guys – they, they, they want the notoriety of being an NFL player, but they forget the fact that they're there to compete. I don't care if you're a third-team cornerback. You're there to compete. And that's right. a GM and a scouting department's job to get guys that want to compete on a freaking daily basis. That's why I love the San Francisco 49ers. I think that's a great answer by you. Before I, we move on, I got to ask this. So over the weekend, um, one of your you know, former guys, Herman Moore, came out and really standed on the uh, table there for Chris Spielman. He, he, he did like a three-minute video saying why Chris Spielman would be a great person for the Lions to bring in or even a great GM, you know, even though he has no experience. And he kind of said what you said. Guy knows football. He knows what they need. He knows the heart break of this team he cares like do you want to speak on that at all as, as far as where you th what you think Spielman might bring or, or like it sounds like that's what you're kind of saying about Lynch is that just a guy played football knows football learned the job never had done it before you know in that same kind of mold what do you think well see that that's the thing I've always <laughs> told people I'm a Spielman guy okay Spielman uh, was People say he was underrated coming out of Ohio State, but I would get in a foxhole with him any day, okay? <laughs> and so you have to know in order to build success, it works sometimes, sometimes it don't. Spielman brother, his, he's having success yep. at the Minnesota Vikings for years, Rick. And so Chris is a little different than Rick. Is he going to be able to transition you know because a, a lot of times because i do it myself you kind of judge a guy on what you've done in the national football league mm -hmm. you know and, and so the game has changed i always tell people you got to take guys who've played the game that have knowledge of the game and i'm not I'm gonna tell you who I reached out to. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I reached out to him this year, and I told him to put his name in the hat. Is a guy who I played with down at the University of Miami, Alonzo Highsmith. Alonzo's been in the National Football League. He's been the player personnel director. Look, look, look at the people he he's been in with the Green Bay Packers for twelve years. He's going to make the Cleveland Browns a winner. He drafted uh, most of those guys and most of them from the U, okay, who's made those guys winners. Now he's out at the Seattle Seahawks drafting people out there, making them winners. So I reached out and said, Lonzo, put your hat name in the hat. Please come and make my Lions a winner. He said, man, I didn't even know they was looking for 
a gym. I say, oh yeah, we're looking for a gym, scout department, anything that's gonna make my Lions win. <laughs> there, there you go. Put, putting in work, making phone calls. I mean, I mean, we got to get Benny Blades a, a corner office as well, because I think they need your your heart, your your knowledge of football, and, and maybe if you could sneak me in, you know, as as a as a, I'll go get you guys some coffee, you know, I'll I'll set the draft board, you know, <laughs> we could have a whole department there before you know it. So who who knows? what ha- might happen for this team but um i like your pick of the san francisco 49ers i think the lions really need to find an identity there's no doubt about it you know put your flag on the ground of who you're going to be what kind of people you're going to draft you know they obviously tried to do that with this whole patriot thing that didn't work but they just got to find the right mix no doubt about it benny how about a turnaround time here we are basically at square one again. We're going to have to get rid of a bunch of these slow, plotting, old Patriot type of players, bad linebackers. We're going to have to start over there. And in, you know, pass rush, we need a bunch of players there. You think this is a one or two years? Are we looking at three to four years before this team really is ready to go? Where are you at with that? Well, I, I, I think, uh, <laughs> ooh. I'm I'm just different, Derek. I'm not gonna give them, you know, like most people are. I'm not gonna give them two, three years turnaround time because I just believe in professionalism. Everybody's when they sign that contract, whether it be their fifth contract or the first contract, you sign up for the professionalism of the game to compete. Week in and week out. Don't I don't after that fourth game of the season. I don't want to hear you talk about you're a rookie, and I don't like for people to say, "Well, he's just better than him." Com- competition is competition, and so whoever we bring in as a head coach, as a general manager. As a scouting department, you can't leave those, those three go hand in hand. The three of them, they go hand in hand. The turnaround time, in my opinion, I need. I'm, I'm like Miss Miss Hemp now. That first year, I'm gonna look at the progress in which the guys are performing in. That second year, if you're not performing. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. This is not the right mix for this team. Because there are teams that have gone three and 13. And within two years, they're freaking competing for NFC championships. Like the 49ers, Benny. Okay. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I, I hear you. You you B L E A V. I love that. And like you say, you're not letting them get away with oh, we need another six year plan. Like in the NFL, it should be a couple year plan. You just need to kind of you, you have a pretty decent salary cap situation for the most part. You got a couple bad contracts you brought on over the last year or two. You can hopefully get rid of those to some degree. You got to get in young, fast players. We need a dynamic new. 
uh, quarterback. You heard it here first, you know, whether it be, you know, this upcoming year, the year after, whatever it is, you got to sort of move that forward. And like you say, the right, the right GM, the right head coach, the right quarterback, the right scouting department, the Lions have to get this right. It's been way too many times where they're doing the old thing or they're doing the thing that, that used to work. They got to get ahead of the curve. They got to get this right. And like I said, one of my questions is going to be to you, but we pretty much know what it is. The Lions future is basically DeAndre Swift, you know, TJ Hawkinson, you know, maybe Kenny Galladay on the offensive side of the ball. Then you got some other pieces surrounding them. Defense, we're looking at flowers. We're looking at guys, you know, on the back end, like uh, Mr. Okuda. And they got a lot of work to do. There's either some guys that need to finally show up and play ball, or we need a lot of work on that defensive side of the ball of new players that can rush the passer, cover, hit, run and hit, like number 36 used to to get this right. So they they have pieces, and they have pieces on the offensive line as well, but not enough. So they need to really nail this draft, get get, get some good players get a new system in here to get rolling. So I, I'm very optimistic, Benny. I think this is like a fresh start, a new day. We're finally, instead of just saying, ah, oh, we're going to see the same thing for the next year or so and hope it gets better. We can see what we're going to get and just uh, get excited that it will be better. It will be right this time. And, and I think a lot of people around here at least are really excited about that. I'm excited. I'm excited about this uh, upcoming bears game because why? We'll finally get uh, a taste of the new, <laughs> like Mr. Belville said, this is going to be the new and improved Detroit Lions. They're going to play with their hair on fire. <laughs> I sure hope uh, so. My biggest worry is it came out today, you know, true fonts going down the IR, but he was a liability. He could not cover. Um, you know, they also put um, – Danny Shelton, the big the big fella in the middle on IR, uh, they really are struggling at corner. You know, Okuda show got a shoulder injury. They basically got nobody other than Justin Coleman at the corner position. You heard me go off on him a couple weeks ago that this guy yeah. is three steps slow and and can't can't tackle uh, at all. So I I think they're hurting there. But I mean, gosh, we get Swift back and make some plays. I mean. They're playing Mitch Trubisky. Uh, he's back in the saddle there for Chicago. Chicago's lost, what, five, six in a row. Um, I, I think this might just be kind of a nasty outdoor, ugly football <laughs> game where two teams are trying to figure it out while the while the camera lights is ro- are rolling. So, I mean, I don't know what to expect, but I'm excited just because I'm not going to have to see the same old thing and see Patricia just standing there looking up at the lights. I mean, let's let's get some juice, like Daryl Bevel said. Let's let these guys play. Let them have fun. Let them play free. And let's go yeah. play actual football and try to get a win in the Windy City. How about that? That's why this week, uh, Benny Blades will not give a prediction or a score. I'm just going <laughs> to say the Lions win, and we just – we. I'm going to always say the Lions win. It's going to be ugly. Please. Just, I'm begging for a win now. I don't care what shape or form it comes in. I'm begging for one. You know what I mean? It is. <laughs> the funniest part, Benny, is I think you had him at 12 or 13 in your predictions. You have him undefeated here on the show with your with your weekly predictions, and yet we're four and seven sitting here talking about new regimes, turning over the roster. But like you said, we, we almost can't pick the 
not pick the Lions on B-L-E-A-V and the Lions here on the Believe Podcasting Network. I mean, everybody's favorite Lions podcast with Benny Blades. I mean, we basically got to go with our Lions. So, I mean. No, I'm going to go with the Lions only because I just do not like the Bears. <laughs> well, that's a good that's a good reason. I mean, that's that's are well you, thought are out. Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> the Bears and Mitch Trebinsky? <laughs> Exactly. I mean, so, so like I said, I've been a little bit down. I've been like, man, you know, unless they get healthy, I don't know how they can play well these last five games. Benny, give me a B-L-E-A-V-W. Give me that V for the Lions uh, in the Windy City over Mitch and company there in Chicago. Give me like a 24-21 Dubski. How about that? No, no, I don't tell you. Mitch (laughs) Trebinsky is not going to beat my Lions Cause what we what B L E A victory over the Bears. That's all. I ain't gonna give you no score, Derek. Benny, I think you're on a roll. Normally, I kind of just try to slam the door shut and close this show. We've been talking here. We gave the people a lot to think about. You're still full and sleepy with your turkey. You tried to tell me before we started this show I need to get fired up, yet I think I got I brought more heat than you did here on the show today. So so how about you bring that heat and this show and get the people excited about a Sunday football game for our Detroit Lions? You want to you close well, the door? I, 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 tell you, I tell you what, Derek. Here's how I'm in the show. Okay. I'm going to go get me another slice of that pie, baby. And I'm going to feel good about myself. How about that? I, I mean, I think you need at least one. How about how about you do a double dip? You might even want to get one of those blue and white cans and, and, and just enjoy yourself. Because I think this no, is no, a no, good no, show. No, no, no blue and white cans at 820 at night. <laughs> but... I can get a, a slice of that apple pie with maybe two or three scoops of vanilla ice cream. Got to make him feel real good. <laughs> All right, everybody. So I tried to give Benny a chance to just bring it home, bring the heat. And what does he do? He just says he's going to go get a couple pieces of pie and it just wants to say goodbye. Benny, that's not how we do it on the show. This is B-L-E-A-V and Lions. People, Matt, Patricia, and Bob Quinn are they gone we got a new group coming in we got daryl bevel at the helm we might get mr swift back we might not have mr okuda on the field which might be a good thing at this point the way he's been playing we got the chicago bears who got nothing special on either side of the ball they're just a ho-hum football team let's go get a dub in chicago i don't care if it's windy rainy snowy doesn't matter uh let's have an exciting football game on sunday and let's get a win so everybody for me, for Benny Blades, and for B-L-E-A-V and Lions right here, hit that subscribe button, share this with a friend, and catch us next Thursday. We'll be talking all about this win. We'll be talking about the Lions with a little bit of mo, and we'll be talking more Detroit Lions right here on the show. Everybody, take care. Have a great week, and we're out. I believe, I believe, I believe. If I can get respect from these guys, I'm a darn well get respect and I'm going to demand the respect from anyone else. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.